Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host today. On the show today, we'll be talking about Super Rugby on mainly um might also touch on uh, some of the women's Six Nations as well, but I'll be honest, I've not seen any of that. Uh, I've not seen much of that. I've seen the highlights of a couple of games, uh, but not uh, uh, but not all of them. Um, but yes, we've got videos for you as well from the post-match um, interviews from Moana versus the Hurricanes, also from uh, the uh, Chiefs versus the uh, Crusaders, uh, and also uh, a uh, pretty extensive uh, preview for the Moana Pacifica versus the Blues, which is tomorrow night. And uh, I will be at that game tomorrow. Um, and uh, to uh, joining me to go through all of that is uh, Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, good evening, Paul. And once again, always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the uh, TDM. Of course, I, I don't know if we'll be as controversial as the uh, 94th annual screening of the Academy Awards, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure the show will pack plenty of punch. Don't you mention uh, uh, Bowden Barrett's name out of your mouth. Don't you mention his name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. Minus the, uh, minus the swearing. And if I was within reach of you, I would slap you. But, uh, but unfortunately, my arm is not, um, whatever, two hours drive up to Auckland long to, uh, to, 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 to get you. Um, but, um, yeah, boy, oh boy. Uh, you think by now they'd realise after Ricky Gervais's um, various... Uh, uh, things that you're going to get insulted if you go to these shows and just live with it. Absolutely. It's um, it's certainly a change. I must admit, I, I always enjoyed the likes of Billy Crystal and, of course, the, the late Robin Williams. I thought they were very witty, very funny, and I think they knew how to read a room. But, of, uh, of, of course, in the last few seasons, I think uh, it's just been a case of absolutely no ceiling whatsoever, Paul, or should I say no filter. Uh, by anybody, and uh, yeah, this is that's what it's pretty much amounted to. It's yeah, it's kind of disappointing. Uh, it is, yes. I mean, there, there are question marks as to whether alopecia is something you should be joking about or not, um, but there are no question marks that you should not walk up and hit somebody in response. <laughs> let's be let's be blunt here. Um, so yes, uh, they may both be in the wrong, but um, 
uh, Will Smith is definitely um, in uh, in the wrong uh, on that one. But anyway, um, that's my uh, uh, social. That, 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 that's the end of the um, the entertainment section of the show. And now we'll get serious. Um, <laughs> so, how was your weekend of um, watching rugby? Were you uh, on the sofa, or did you get out and about around the uh, around some grounds? Yeah, well, I, I suppose Friday set it up nicely, and and, and we'll get to that in a, in, in a moment. But uh, yeah, I did. I actually got down to um, one of we've got two clubs out west, of course, the Waitemata Club, which um, um, is 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 my my club of choice. But I've also got a soft spot for the the little brother just a couple of kilometres away. That's the Waitakere uh, Rugby Football Club. This year, being coached by former Samoan international Tani Fuga, uh, who's come from Ponsonby. So this is going to be a complete change for. For for Tani with all with all the, the with with all the well resourced uh, um, players they have at uh, Ponsonby coming across to to Waitakere and it was uh, they had a hit out against the North Shore champions or the North Harbour champions North Shore and uh, yeah it, I've got to say it was a tough afternoon at the office but if you're going to start somewhere hey why not just start with one of the one of the better teams in the uh, North Harbour competition absolutely um, talking about better teams um, congratulations to Selkanam, uh, who beat um, Haguaris 20 to 10, the first team in that uh, um, Sud America Premier Liga um, to have beaten the Haguaris the Jaguar, um, down there. So congratulations to them. And thank you for wow. Simon for bringing, us, bringing that to our uh, to our attention. Uh, he also says congratulations to Martin Pacifica. And clearly, we will get on to that one. I was at that game um, and uh, boy, oh boy, it was a joy to um, to be at that game. I will, uh, I will tell you. Uh, and uh, this was on the Friday evening, so just before the uh, restrictions were lifted. So still a very small crowd, but um, the uh, but one of the uh, uh, one of the things that um, uh, I've just gone blank. Aaron um, Major, the uh, or the um, oh, one of the head coach said was yeah, it was difficult to hear each other in the in the um, in the coaches box. So goodness knows what um, tomorrow night's going to be like for them, Stephen. When there's actually a uh, when the, the place is fully open. Very much so. Listen, the crowd that was there, and I believe it was about 900 or so, boy, you could hear them making them, themselves felt. Even the longer the game went, the, the more noisier they've gotten. Of course, uh, um, final result, they certainly made enough noise. You'd think there was uh, at least a full house there, but boy, I'd hate to predict the sort of crowd they're going to get tomorrow night, but it'll be better than 900. Italy about the 900. I've not um, managed to get hold of a uh, of any indications as to how ticket sales are going, uh, but I put a few tweets out there trying to encourage people to get on down to that one. So I was there. Then on Saturday, I was at um, the uh, Chiefs versus the uh, Crusaders. A uh, not such a, uh, a barnstorming finish by uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that one, uh, but uh, nonetheless, an interesting game to uh, to watch and some interesting points that come out um, off the uh, back of that one. But some. Um, Let's run through the action from the weekend then. And yeah, we kicked off with um, Moana um, Pacifica versus the Hurricanes. In that first half, the Hurricanes, 75% possession, 66% territory, um, camped in the Moana Pacifica half the entire time um, and uh, yet just got one try. I mean, they even gave up a kick straight in front of posts. Um, I mean, teams talk about, oh, we respect them and blah, blah, blah. It'll be hard. And then they turned down easy threes, Stephen. That's not respect, is it? No, not at all. They probably thought, listen, we've got, we've had about what 80, 80 odd percent possession, eighty plus. I think the stats were in the first half. You may have it in front of you. Um, we, these guys, two yellow, two yellow cards. 
Um, they've had no field position. You know, they'll, they're bound to fall over at some stage. Um, crazy. Didn't happen. It didn't, did it? I mean, look, look they made over 100 tackles at that point um, uh, in, uh, in, <laughs> in that first half. Um, now, Jordy was having an off game. Let's be honest. He missed touch a few times. Uh, this this Hurricanes tight side didn't get a game last weekend, um, and uh, they've been having some issues. Uh, if you want to hear about um, kind of some of the issues they've had, uh, then you can head over to um, patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio, uh, and you can listen to Jason Holland's uh, interview there, how he explains some of the stuff that's been going on. It's not an excuse, um, but it's an explanation as to some of the issues that they've uh, that they've been going through. Um, but uh, whilst you and I at halftime are thinking, boy, oh boy, this is all going to go one way, a, a certain Aaron Major some was thinking something else. So let's hear what he was thinking at halftime. Now, for most of us, seeing over 100 tackles having to be made, we're all thinking the boys are going to run out of fuel in that second half. How did you know at halftime that that was going to be, that, uh, that you're going to get the win out of this? Well, I think when we started this journey, we knew we were going to grow every week. Skip the stall breathing properly. Half and a half time, so that was a good sign. Although we didn't have any breathing for 10 minutes, so yeah, we'll talk about this one. We'll have that conversation later on. Um, but I could, I could sense it. I felt it myself. I thought that the Hurricanes had thrown a lot at us. We absorbed and we'd given them more opportunities through discipline and, and through giving the ball back. And we actually started to put them under pressure. They were under pressure on attack. We haven't had that the last couple of weeks. Um, the first game of Crusaders just kept coming, kept executing. And uh, same last week with the Chiefs. But we were able to absorb that pressure and then put it back on. And that was the difference that we were still fresh at half-time. And the message was, um, this is the opportunity when teams start respecting us. Yep. And I could see a little spark in the eyes around that challenge. Measure the spirit and the heart. That's intangible, that stuff, but it's the most important stuff. And there was just so much of that. And there's bucket loads of spirit and heart. So, yeah, extremely proud. Uh, so, yes, Stephen, um, the, they were fresher at half time. So, clearly, the, the strength and conditioning is starting to, uh, to, to come through. Um, then uh, also, uh, yeah, the spirit was in a good place. But it was interesting, Tim, there about putting pressure on the attacking team defensively. Uh, and that that was a big thing there. In previous games, when they've not had the territory, they've not been able to add to to apply that defensive pressure, and that was a big difference in this game. Oh, very much so, Paul. And I I, I just think <clears throat> their set piece as well just it just started to hold up a little bit better as well. So so hence things they were able to get a little bit of continuity going, and they did that really really well. And <clears throat> and despite the Hurricanes being the being the first uh, try scorer in the first half, Josh Morby. Uh, scoring that try, the good thing about it, they hit right back. They got back into territory, and uh, and all of a sudden, by, by applying a little bit of pressure, they put a bit of pressure on the official, who then basically thought, you know what, <laughs> you're starting to give away a lot of penalties, and I just think that yellow card, you just to Rayasi, I thought there and then, gee, this is game on. 
Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Hurricane Scrum, they um, lost five of their 12 scrums. Right? Seriously, um, that's uh, that, that was not impressive. I didn't pick that up at the time, though, but I did pick up the fact that the Moana gave up gave away 18 penalties in this game, which is whoa, which is way, way too many. Um, hi, Johan Rugby uh, in uh, the uh, live chat. I forgot to say at the beginning of the, beginning of the show. Don't forget, folks, 8 p.m. Uh, on Mondays. You can catch the show live on YouTube and Facebook and also Twitter, for that matter. Or you can listen to the recordings on those places or as a podcast as well as social New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, but, um, yeah, as you say, that's uh, the, 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 the lineups. I mean, they lost a couple, but they've but that's again, it's it's it was a bit better um, than previous weeks. Um, and um, what I thought it was really interesting. Both. Look, it was a very windy game. Uh, which I didn't, I didn't realize that from um, uh, from the um, uh, from 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 the box uh, where I was setting, but um, and both sides struggled with the wind at their backs. Uh, interestingly enough, um, which is why I think that perhaps probably forced the Pacifica to to do some of their attacking from their own half, which um, paid dividends and did really well. I'm thinking, geez, these guys are attacking from uh, a lot of teams nowadays won't play in their own halves at all, um, but um, they were spe- they were getting it wide. Uh, and that uh, paid dividends for them. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, they uh, uh, after making over 100 tackles in the first half, they only made 158, which shows that they had much more territory in possession in that second half and extra time. Uh, and um, boy, oh boy, um, taking it uh, to extra time um, and a place where a um, a lot of pl- a lot of people uh, haven't played or um, uh, or haven't had experience before. Um, uh, so again, a, a big part for the coaches there to try and keep their players calm um, was apparently one of the messages, uh, and, uh, uh, and and to get them to execute as well. So, um, and I think um, we should probably hear from uh, Danny Tuala um, about his last try, about the, the match-winning try um, as um, as well. I've seen a lot of space. Um, my first initial thoughts was just to have a go, but then. Um, sort of just stuck to our game plan and big ups to our drivers for um, driving that into us this week. It was just um, making sure we play in the right zones. So I, I did think of running it, but then something just told me just to kick it. Um, kicked it and then first bounce didn't bounce, bounce up nicely, so I just hacked it with my shin. And then even the, the bounce before I picked it up to score wasn't it as nice um, as well. And yeah, it just happened real quick. Um, I actually thought that it would have went up to the TMO because I don't know, it looked pretty dodgy, but I felt I was comfortable that I got it down. So as soon as I got the ball down, I, yeah, I just just celebrated. So interesting one there. Um, I thought I was thinking about running it, but the game plan was to kick it. So um, I kicked it. And it look, that shows you how well they managed to stay calm, to actually think, OK, here we go. Oops, no, I shouldn't do that. Game plan is this. I'll, I'll, I'll switch. Whereas it'd be very easy in the moment to go, oh, I'm going to have a go. I'm going to be the hero. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so well done to him. And uh, he will go down as a quiz question um, for a number of years to come, I think. Exactly. And, and, and it was quite interesting that um, not only did, did he show some pace, but I thought Alex McRobbie, the uh, replacement lock, showed some really good pace as well because he was practically the next man there. So, you know, that if things, things, went, things went wrong. So it, it was great. It just shows you how much enthusiasm, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul, there was in that Moana Pacifica team. But boy, there was there was some really good performances across the board from MP, where if you looked at the performance of the Hurricanes, you could probably, 
you really have to scratch around to find somebody who consistently performed well in the night. Maybe Josh Morby out on the wing, I, I thought was very solid throughout his whole game. And uh, and Ruben Love, I think, just added a little bit more when he when he came on. I do wonder if tactically, if the Hurricanes made a wee bit of a mistake there, not having played Ruben Love at, at first five. And, and whilst it was great to see TJ back playing rugby in New Zealand, it's probably a game that he'd look at it and think to himself, for somebody so experienced, I just wonder if he tried to rush things at times, Paul. Yeah, look, I think Morgan actually the flight the the debutant fly half had a pretty had a good game. I don't think it was I don't think he can be blamed for this result. I think he had a good game as you say, Morby as well did. Um, but um, the other other players didn't set up, and what they really lacked in this one was leadership. And you could tell that um, Arnie Surveyor wasn't there, right? Uh, Arnie Surveyor was a late uh, a late withdrawal. He didn't travel up. Apparently, some uh, uh, family issues that, uh, meant, meant he stayed in. Um, uh, in Wellington, um, and I think they really, really missed um, his uh, his influence in uh, in this game. Look for for all of the the fact that the Moana Pacifica stayed in this game, showed real grit, and played the full eighty whatever it was minutes um, for this one. Um, the reality is that the Hurricanes should have had this game basically closed off and finished at half time, um, and that they did not. Um, uh, they, they they did not. Um, uh, 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 Johan, I'll, I'll come on to that straight off this game. We finished to finish talking about this game. Um, that uh, yeah, that they that it should have been shut down. It should, should the game should have been over at half time. Um, but the Hurricanes really were just not executing, and they weren't uh, taking the threes that were on offer. Uh, look, eighteen penalties means there's plenty of shots at goal, um, and one shot at goal would have been enough to win this. Um, so uh, yes. Fantastic for Moana, um, but uh, we shouldn't uh, d- don't suddenly put Moana as being your um, quarter finalists um, in this one. Um, the uh, that uh, yeah, it's a um, uh, th- th- there's sort of a long way to go, and when we get to, when we get to talk about the next game, uh, when we preview the Blues game, uh, you'll understand what one of those things I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, Paul. I, th- I think at least it's 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 encouraging. I don't think for any. In our wildest imaginations, did we think they'd take down a New Zealand team in, in their first year, given the prep or lack of prep they had in terms of putting this franchise together? And I think we thought mm, maybe against the Drua or the Rebels, they were more likely to knock over maybe one of those sides if they were playing here in, in New Zealand. So to get a, a win over a New Zealand team so soon into this franchise history is, is incredible. Yeah, and look, Johan's saying Moana are inconsistent. Absolutely. Um, and uh, look, if you had, uh, I've got the, the full interviews of those with um, Danny Tuala uh, and also, uh, and, um, and um, oh, I've gone blank, Henry, oh, the number eight, anyway, uh, joins him um, uh, as well. Uh, and then the full interview of uh, Skopi Kepu and um, Aaron Major are available over at patreon.com forward slash Sport Radio. Um, and he talks about there that they've last week was their first week in their in their home training base. Since then, they've been doing that. Basically, all the other times they've been borrowing other people's training bases. Clearly, um, they got locked up in their hotel rooms down in Queenstown because of COVID. Um, as you'll hear, uh, he told us in the post-match interviews there will be eight debutants over the next two games. He's got eleven debutants in the next game, which again is due to more COVID, more injuries. Uh, 
that I will be putting out an interview, putting out a opinion piece probably on Thursday, explaining why the quality of Super Rugby has been a inconsistent and b below normal standards. Um, because and yes, it's primarily COVID, but why is COVID doing that? Um, is what I'll have a chat with you. Uh, what I'll talk about, and also uh, I've been asking all the head coaches um, the same question, which is, how is COVID impacting you? And you'll be able to hear from them the different sort of things they're all having to deal with um, as, uh, as 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 part of that. Um, so that's that game out of the way. Look, Johan uh, quite rightly reminds me that um, Gareth Mason or G-Man um, on YouTube. Um, has unfortunately uh, passed away um, recently. It's a very sad day um, for um, rugby uh, YouTube, uh, well, yeah, but rugby pundits on YouTube, especially, uh, and those of us on social media uh, who have known him. Now, I'll be honest, I've not uh, recently been following his videos, but um, uh, a guy who built up a really good following um, and uh, did a lot of good videos, a lot of good work around from South Africa around that kind of stuff. And it is really sad that he's gone. Um, someone who's left us far too early. Um, and uh, yeah, real shame uh, to his passing. And uh, we wish his family and friends um, all the, uh, um, well, send them our condolences um, and their thoughts are with us, are with them. Sorry. Um, moving on then to um, the uh, second game um, of the round, which uh, saw the Melbourne Rebels take on the uh, Fijian Drua. The Fijian Drua obviously coming off the uh, win. Um, against the Rebels in uh, in the previous um, game, um, the uh, but but in this one, look, the Rebels got up ahead, uh, got ahead, and uh, the Fiji and Druids against us way too much um, to um, to come back. Uh, it's starting to be a bit of a uh, their style, isn't it, that they come back um, on uh, that they make comebacks. But twenty one six down at half time, um, the uh, seems to be. Um, the uh, well, Ulasi got a try in there. Um, uh, um, Tamu knocks over a couple of conversions and a penalty. Uh, and Matt Phillips. So, um, and it was, it, I guess, it, it sort of summed up by things like they got the score, and then on 39 minutes, but then straight away gave the uh, Re the Rebels an opportunity to put to knock over their own penalty just before half time. And you're like, you just put yourself in the game, and then you make another mistake and let them back and, and let them pull away again. And yeah, just too too inc too uh, too many mistakes from the Fiji and Drua. Sure, when they when 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 the opposition got tired and, and this gap started to appear in the defence, they ripped them to pieces. But by then, they they unlike Moana who kept themselves in the game, the Fiji and Drua didn't in this one. Uh, you're on mute, Ian. See, I was just saying, unfortunately for the Drua pool. They gave um, the Rebels just far too much of a, of a head start and too much momentum, even though it was only 18-0 in the course, 18-6 just going into half time, And you always felt, well, you know, they're not quite out of it. It's just that their, their set piece, once again, dysfunctional, gave away some early penalties. I think the first two or three scrums they may have given away, away penalties, and that was against Kaleo Pussy. Ului uh, Lakepa, who um, kept giving away, giving away penalties, and of course the lineout was dysfunctional, and of course every now and again their handling deserts them. But they they are a good watch. You just know somewhere, somewhere within the eighty minutes, passes are going to stick, and they're going to score some fantastic tries from from long range. But uh, you know when you're chasing a game, it's just 
too much to ask, and that's exactly what it was at uh, 35 points to, to 30. And you make no mistake, the Melbourne Rebels were deserved winners here, uh, and just by by basically doing all their basics, just that little bit better. Yeah, and look, the um, uh, the Fijian drew a second, well, well, second, uh, well. The most turnovers this weekend were, were by both the Chiefs and Crusaders with 19 each. Um, but uh, the uh, Drew weren't far behind with 18 um, as well. So, um, the, uh, yeah, a lot of turnovers by them, um, which, uh, which, which was, was never going to uh, help, help them um, at all. Um, we backed up that one over to, uh, to a, a, the midnight game for us. Um, I was still driving by the time <laughs> this one kicked off, um, but, uh, but got to see some of it. Uh, the... Um, 38-39 uh, in this one. I don't think any of us expected the um, force um, to be anywhere near uh, this close to the Brumbies um, in this one. I was expecting a fairly comfortable win for the Brumbies, but um, boy, the Rebels pushed them all the way. Not the, Paul, side, just, the, force. the force pushed them all the way. Jeez. Paul, I just want to know what happened in the last 18 minutes because it was 39-38, uh, so there was either some really... Uh, good some good defence in that last 18 minutes because you know you'd, if you're leaking that many points you'd ex you'd expect a few but uh, this is, once again here's a, here's another team that um, they obviously the Brumbies just couldn't shake them but maybe at the end of the day just uh, just enough quality to do the job I suppose the only real controversy out of this this game was the uh, the red card to uh, Tom Banks so that may have had a bit a, a reason why. The uh, Western Force got so so close, but on saying that, if they were down a man, you've got also got to give the uh, the uh, Brumbies a lot of credit for their defence. Yeah, sure. Look, and look, folks, uh, people say it's controversial and also the orange cards and stuff. Look, at the end of the day, um, Tom Banks uh, went in too high and his head hit the other guy's head. It's a red card all day long. Mm. Um, so, um, uh, and. Um, uh, as Oxford writes, has Mattielli played for Fiji yet? A lethal weapon for the force. He has been playing um, uh, fantastic uh, in that one. Uh, Johan, um, we won't be covering um, URC. Sorry, there's only so much rugby I can watch in a weekend. Um, the um, so it's going to be purely super rugby. Um, the um, so yes, uh, sorry, it's red card all, all day long. Um, arguably, more, um, there should have been a red card in the Moana Pacific game versus the Hurricanes with the yellow. Uh, and there was a little comment by um, the Hurricanes head coach saying. Um, clearly, it's not England versus Ireland um, in his post-match because obviously there was a uh, there was a red card in that one. So he obviously thought that could have been that could have gone uh, uh, on another day. Um, it could have been uh, a, a uh, could it could have been a um, a red card um, in that one. Um, I, I, I'd, Paul, Paul, I'd like to have some sympathy for what he's saying, but really, when you've had that much ball um, and um, you know, given given you had so many opportunities, could have kicked a lot of goals. Seriously, at the end of the day, I don't know if it came came down to a colour of a card. Maybe it maybe it would have no. had a had an effect. But at the end of the I, day, it, I think it, would it would have had an effect because it was so close. Should yeah. they have left it um, that way? Let left it down to that? No, they had all the chance to kill that game to win that game in the first half. They didn't. It's their own fault. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, they, there's been a bit of chat in the. In the um, been discussion in the live chat about who the final would be, and Johan thinks it's going to be Crusaders, Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely, they're up there. But um, the uh, I think the Blues and Brumbies, maybe even Reds, um, are all in with a shout. Now he says the Brumbies are any are good purely because they smashed other Aussie teams. 
and haven't played played New Zealand opposition so far. Now, look to start off with, um, you can only play who you can play. Let's be let, let's be blunt. Um, Gatland uh, started talking up the um, the Aussie teams during his post match as well. So, um, and some stats for you um, that I've been looking at. I've been looking at scrums and turnovers um, this season. Uh, and we are down now to 14 and a half scrums per game um, from uh, about 19 in uh, when we kicked off the season. So handling is getting better, basically less less knock-ons. But if we look at the games um, from this last weekend, the game with the most scrums was uh, Moana versus Hurricanes with 20. The second most scrums was uh, the Chiefs versus Crusaders with 18. Um, and the third most scrums was uh, the, High- the Highlands versus the Blues with 40. So... The handling in the New Zealand games at the moment is worse than the handling in the Aussie games. Now, maybe the Aussies um, are, are making safer passes and it's not as, ex- uh, and there's all sorts of things you could say in there as well um, to, to mitigate that. But at the moment, um, uh, the, it does appear that the Australian teams are getting up to speed quicker than the Kiwi teams. Um, and I think, uh, look, if there's a year when the Aussie team's going to knock over the Kiwi teams a couple of times. Um, uh, this is definitely the year. Mm-hmm. It, it, Paul, I also just want to point out that the um, the Brumbies last year, <clears throat> if, I, if I recall, ran the Crusaders very, very close in Christchurch. And then, of course, they, they beat the Hurricanes in Canberra. Of course, they were well beaten by both the Chiefs, the Blues and the Highlanders. And I would definitely say this year's squad is a lot stronger than it was a year ago. Yep. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so it's good. And also, look, the Waratahs are playing better. So um, New Zealand teams are not going to be able to rest quite as many players um, against some of the weaker Australian sides as well um, uh, for that one. So um, it'll be interesting. Um, and, uh, and as Simon says, it doesn't matter who you win as long as you make the top eight. That's very true um, in, in that one. So, uh, yeah, well done to the force. Um Again, a team that we said pre-season we were going to be, we we're expecting better things from. Um, and um, the uh, so yes, yeah, so I don't, so I do think that, um, uh, and, we're, and we're seeing that, so which which is which is great to see. Uh, that I think I think we're surprised. I'm surprised by this particular game, but I'm not surprised by how the, how the force are going this year. Um, another game that I didn't get to see live because I was driving two Chiefs versus Crusaders was the Highlanders versus the Blues. Um, in this one. Now, the Highlanders still the only team not to um, have won, uh, not to have won a game um, so far this year, now that Moana got that win at um, at the weekend. But Stephen, um, looking at the, uh, uh, the, the the chat in our Facebook group, um, which has got a lot of blue supporters in it, you guys weren't particularly happy um, with uh, how the game was going when it was live. Yeah, listen. It was one of those games where you know the Blues got off to a got off to a fast start, but they led eighteen points to six at half time, and that was uh, that was courtesy of a, of a couple of tries to Caleb Clark and and also um, to Bowden Barrett. But they probably left another two or three tries out of the paddock, Paul. Um, and, and and I think for me that was that was a, a little bit of a, a disappointment. Um, weren't quite getting the run. From the from the official, there were a couple of couple of incidents in there, and um, that to me it was just a little bit disappointing. The referee didn't go upstairs and 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 look at it. And um, listen, you always felt that eighteen six 
wasn't wasn't enough. And of course, when when Gilbert went over for the early try, very well constructed try in the sec, sec, second half. Mitch Hunt, unfortunately, just having an off night with his kicking boots, boy, that could have been a difference as, as well. You just felt the felt a little bit of a, a momentum swing, but every time. The Highlanders came back into the game. The Blues would would come up with something, and they also they came up with a, some indiv- brilliant couple of bits of individual brilliance. Of course, Caleb Clark with the try in the first half, and then Hoskins Satutu, who's probably played his best game in a Blues jumper for a very very long time, going in for the try. So yeah, it was one of those games where they just couldn't quite. It was like the older brother playing the younger brother, and they couldn't quite pardon them off or keep them keep them at bay, should I say? I look like Caleb Clark um, got himself uh, is is returning to some of his better rugby as well, um, which is uh, which is good to see uh, after pretty much a, a wasted year last year. Um, in the end, yeah, yeah, oh, ab- absolutely. I think what we're seeing, he looks a bit fitter. There was a, a lot of work rate. He got himself uh, heavily involved, and you know he's always seemed to be. You know, he was actually coming a little bit off his wing at times, just looking for a bit of work. And I, I, I think when he's looking for work, he's he's more of a danger. And I think once he sneaks in behind the first five, I think he just holds the defences a little bit as well, Paul. Now, one player we've been critical of because we know he's so good, but we wish he would pass the ball is Rico Iwani. Um, and uh, to the extent that if you listen, go to the Water Lad podcast and listen to um, uh, Richard Mwanga's one, he even says... Oh, it's lucky that RTS is, isn't outside um, Rico Iwani. We'd never get the ball. Um, which, <laughs> which is, wow. Okay, that's from one of his teammates. Wow. Um, the, um, at the All Blacks level, obviously, not at the uh, Super level. Um, but Rico Iwani, nine passes, two carries. Um, did yeah. he? I mean, yeah. is, is, is that fair? That, 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 is he growing that part of his game? Was he better, was he better on the night? Well, to me, to me, Paul, that's, there's obviously a message. <laughs> there's a message in there when one of your teammates is giving you a hard time about not passing the ball, and then all of all of a sudden he is making a lot of passing. I think it's we all know it's an area of his game that he needs to develop. There are times he does ignore players that are in better better positions, uh, and I think it's really too also getting a little bit of accuracy into that pass as well. You know, there are times he'll basically flick a pass without looking and it doesn't always hit the men. But um listen he, he had a he had a pretty solid game. But um uh, to me the stars of the back line were both Talia and Clark. Talia just absolutely on on fire. He's in a good patch of form at the moment and they were constantly a threat for the Highlanders. Now one of the worries for the Blues in this one is Bowden Barrett going off with um, HIA uh, in this one. Now um, the uh, the news from the uh, pre-match presser, which uh, I don't think I've included in the clips that we're going to see, uh, is that uh, Bowden Barrett uh, will be out for ten day the the, the mandatory ten day stand down, so he's not playing this game on tomorrow night or Saturday uh, against Moana um, for sure. Uh, they will also not um, rush him back um, either. So there's those those two things. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, definitely concerning. Uh, a worry for the Blues, especially as Harry Plummer is also um, out for the season with a shoulder injury. Uh, now we'll be hearing about the new guy um, that they brought in to replace him, who um, is um, he's apparently a bit of a cricketer. So um, um, and uh, bowled out Aaron Major first ball in the uh, um, in the corridor cricket that they've obviously been playing at the Blues. Um, so apparently, yeah, so apparently he can uh, he can play a bit of cricket uh, and <laughs> for the uh, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand eleven recently to play uh, to play the Netherlands. Um, 
but um, so yes, yeah, so we'll hear a bit about him in those in those chats. But so yeah, uh, yeah, worrying times for Bowden, especially after spending the whole the whole summer uh, with concussion issues. Now apparently he doesn't have concussion issues. Uh, he's not experiencing those from this hit, um, but uh, still worrying times. Yeah, very much so. And uh, I think you can throw Josh Goodhue into that uh, same boat as as well. Um, there were probably three incidents that, that stand out for me. Hoskins, Satutu taking a high shock. Of course, uh, Bowden Barrett. Listen, he may have may have hurt himself going into tackle, but on the way down, he, he copped in a bit of an elbow, a bit of an elbow to the face. And um, of course, Josh Goodhue lifted at a, at a mall when he was holding actually holding a player up, so he wasn't doing anything illegal. And uh, Fatuli Paya, who'd been the perpetrator for the other two incidents, went in and picked him up. But we've heard nothing about it, so maybe not serious enough to do anything, but serious enough for. Um, uh, I know that night Josh, Josh Goodhue was in, was in a sling and uh, he was also getting uh, uh, HIH, a second HIH check as well later that evening. So uh, we'll see how it rolls out for these uh, players over the, over the next uh, week or so. Obviously, none of those two we've seen in the uh, Blues team that's been named tomorrow. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And probably unlikely that we see them again this whole week in the return match against MP. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll both be stood down for ten days, so no, uh, not not be involved um, uh, in, uh, in 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 that one. Um, so next up, um, we had a uh, the the, the uh, Chiefs versus the Crusaders, um, and uh, in this one we had a Centurion. So um, let's hear from David Havili about what his hundredth cap uh, meant to him. Is it playing? In a, in a month or so, and um, yeah, everything happens quite fast in the, in the rugby arena, and you're on to the next game. So I think once a few weeks have passed, and I've really reflected on what I've done, um, and understand what sort of achievement I've, I've accomplished around being able to get on the wall with a couple of awesome Crusaders and All Blacks that have gone on and played 100 games for this club is pretty special and something that I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life, so um, yeah, very, very, very grateful for it. Uh, it's been a bit of a special weekend, certainly uh, Havili last night as well, also had a had a special a special result, you had an eye on the uh, Moana game? Yeah, 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 definitely watching uh, the Moana boys, um, it's awesome to see them doing what they're doing and um, playing for their culture and uh, it's awesome to see my brother get out there as well, but 
yeah, just uh, makes me quite emotional seeing him play Super Rugby like it's almost like we're back in the backyard and for him to you know, recognise his dream and carry on to play Super Rugby is super special for our family and hopefully we get to play against each other uh, someday or play, play with each other someday. Right, well, uh, congratulations on, on, on 100 caps and, uh, well, maybe another 50 or another 100 more. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but I hope so, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, one of his uh, ex-teammates made 200 caps, so Croczilla. So I'm not sure why uh, why Havili's scientists think he can't make it. Yep, yep. Why, why not? Unless he gets a decent overseas offer and uh, and heads down that path. But there's, yeah, there's no reason whatsoever. <laughs> you don't see many. Uh, well, yes, you, uh, I say one player has made 200 caps, so to speak. But another 50 is definitely within reach. Uh, he's only 27 um, at um, at the moment. Uh, so yeah, so he's still got uh, still got time on uh, on his hands. Um, look, a game where basically the Crusaders uh, dominated the breakdown, really won the um, aerial battle with Richard Mwanga playing some uh, uh, varying things quite nice, uh, very nicely. Um, and Sam, Sam Kane said afterwards he was not happy, more with their own performances, but obviously because uh, these were things that they had done well. Um, they got he said even though they got themselves back into the game, uh, and at the end of there. Um, they get themselves back into the game. They then don't exit properly, um, and then they concede a mall, their, their first mall try this year, which I, which I was a bit surprised at. Um, so things again that they said, look, we control that. We've been, we, our mall defence has been good, but it wasn't tonight, uh, and that then meant the, the Crusaders pulled away again. So, yeah, look, um, clinical by the Crusaders, real good performance. Oh, very, very much so. Didn't start too well for them. With with Brady McAllister um, pulling up, but boy, that might have been a, a blessing in disguise. Having somebody of the ilk of uh, C- Cody Taylor come on, even though he missed his first a couple of lineouts or so, it took him a while to to bed in. But that's that's understandable, given that he wasn't in the uh, in the in the in the starting fifteen. But no, there was a there was a look of inevitability about it all, Paul. Like, dominating that, that that aerial battle and really at the end of the day the, the, the Chiefs really just had to rely on sort of spasmodic raids every now and again and I, and I, and I think probably the telling one was I just forget who made the break down the, uh, the middle of the paddock it might have been actually Nankerville who actually was probably the best of the Chiefs um, just lost the ball as he was about to throw it out wide and that was, that was a, at that particular moment that could have locked it up really, really closely, but right on cue, the Crusaders burn you big time because they go back down the other end and they score. I look To me, I, there was a lot of um, people saying good things about Nankerville on, on, on social media, and he, he did do some very good things, but he was rocks and diamonds. Uh, he did some very good stuff, but he also did some horrible stuff, like that pass you mentioned, um, the other tackles he missed, um, and and other things, and he was, yeah, he was either very, very good or very, very bad. Um, there was nothing media, there was nothing just good about his game, whereas other players had good games, but not but not bad. Um, but his yeah his was up, his was up and down. Uh, yeah, you're right. Defensively, a couple of misreads here here and there. The Will Jordan try especially got caught in no man's land. So yeah, defensively not a good performance. But I think probably the Chiefs missing their key guys more than what the Crusaders were missing their key guys. You know, you're talking about the Anton Leonard Browns, Gus Sawakula. Um, you know, just just those those key players. For me, Paul, just a little bit of a disappointment for me was you know Cortez Retama. He, he was really good value 
in the previous game, and I just think he adds something a little bit different when he comes onto the paddock. And I oh, know I just felt it was just a, maybe a little bit, you know, ten minutes at the end probably wasn't quite enough to imprint himself on the game. But you are right; that aerial battle was crucial, and they won everything. You know, the likes of Will Jordan, we saw how, how well he played, and a player who's who doesn't get a lot of love is is George. George Bridge, I thought he was he was very very good value for the Crusaders on Saturday night, along with Shea Fihaki. All, all three of those players, very very good under the ball, and of course, uh, um, gee, Tom Christie. Uh, not often you can say you've outplayed the uh, the All Black uh, number seven, but he certainly did on the night. From what I believe, he's got an, an incredible tackle count. At, at the moment, I think the highest tackle count in the in the competition, and very few missed. The uh, so yeah, so it, 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 very good performance by um, by the uh, by the Crusaders. Um, Tom Christie, eighteen tackles, non missed on the night, um, which is just a yeah, a monster monster effort. I one of the things Razor did say was that, that um, Coles had um, Dane Coles had to, not Dane Coles. What I'm talking about. Um, oh, I've gone blank. Um, Oh, the, the hooker, um, Taylor, um, had to play the full, um, the full 80 because basically their replacement on the bench was a third prop. Um, and uh, so he had to, he had to, 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 to play the full 80, um, unfortunately, uh, for, um, for them uh, when they're trying to manage his minute, minutes. But hey, uh, it is, uh, it is unfortunately, um, what it is. Uh, so, so yeah, so exactly, I expect to see Cody Taylor yeah, getting missing some games, um, to, uh, to manage those minutes. Um, going forward, uh, the um, uh, and that was, look, they've had debutants on there um, as, as, as well. Um, with uh, Bruce having a a, a good get a good debutant game for him at uh, a prop. Um, so look, it's it's not um, as you say they're missing players um, like other teams um, are as well, but they're just dealing with it better um, in, uh, in in this case. Um, after that, we have the Reds versus the Waratahs with the kind of expected results of the um, Reds beating the Tars 32 to 20. Look, this was a wet game. There was some, it was very heavy rain before that, beforehand um, from, from what I've seen. So the fact that they only had 10 um, scrums in this entire game um, was uh, was amazing. The, the, the handling of this game was very good, um, especially considering uh, the, um, uh, the, 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 the conditions. Um, look, the Tars are improved. Um, they're better than last year, but they're still um, not. Um, they're still some way behind other teams. And considering that uh, the Reds had a red card and a yellow card at the same time, um, and uh, the um, all the Tars managed was a penalty. Was a couple of penalties um, during that time um, shows you that the Reds yeah, really have got themselves um, a uh, got themselves sort of organised. Uh, defensively, are they as sparkling on attack as they've been in the past? Maybe not, um, but um, they're becoming a solid side, definitely. Well, listen, I think the, the telling thing f- for me was um, just before uh, half time when uh, Xander was was given uh, a, a red card, and there was a uh, and there was uh, I think the Waratahs were, were basically defending a uh, were defending a scrum in front of their own line, and they got pushed back by a seven man scrum. And I, I just think they probably sucked a little bit of wind, <laughs> a little bit of wind out of the uh, out of the Waratahs. Yeah. So during that time, if they were going to make a statement and put some points on, 
and get them get themselves in the right place. That was the time to do it. But I just felt I must admit I'd, I'd sort of called it quits into this into the second half and caught some of the highlights the next day. But what was telling uh, just the dominance of that uh, red scrum. And in these wet conditions, that's really all you need. But uh, listen, I, I do like the way um, a couple of the uh, Reds outside outside backs are playing. Uh, the, the more I see of Jordan Pattaya at, at, at fullback, the more I like him. Of course, they pushed that means he pushed Campbell out onto the wing. And um, even though uh, Tate McDermott got sent to the bin, boy, um, he's a, he's a halfback that can basically back himself in those real close contact areas, you know, not shy, shy to take on some big forwards close to the ruck. And uh, once again, showed how elusive he was when he uh, he dotted down uh, from close range. Yep, uh, absolutely. And the, see, the, the Reds see, the, um, see themselves now second in the table, just behind the Brumbies, who are undefeated um, with uh, with six wins from six games. Then we've got the, um, uh, the Crusaders, followed by the Waratahs, Chiefs, Blues, Western Force in seventh, amazingly. Um, Hurricanes, Rebels, Fiji and Jerome, Moana Pacifica and Highlanders um, coming um, last. So, the um, yeah, we'll have to see um, the uh, the Highlanders in that. Uh, can the Highlanders pull themselves back up? Uh, just two bonus points so far with no wins, um, particularly those games against the Australian sides in the second half of the season. Um, we'll have to see. They're, giving, they're making sure they've got a lot of work to do. That's for certain. Hey. Yeah, hang in there, Nocturnal. I, I feel your pain, mate. I feel your pain. Um, and sorry about the spammer who's on Facebook um, at the moment, folks. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's only, I'm, I'm not sure how I can kill that um, uh, quickly. So um, that's uh, that's the, the, the round that was. I've talked already about the uh, scrums and turnovers, but um, so far, so far, but. Um, Look, uh, here's a medley of uh, some of the questions that were asked during the pre-presser um, for, um, Moana, uh, for Moana Pacifica versus the Blues. Um, an unusual one in the fact that both um, head coaches were in the same presser. Um, so uh, so a bit of that, that, that was a bit interesting. Um, some real quick questions, especially from um, Nigel Yeldon. Um, so you're going to hear his voice um, a couple of times and then uh, and you'll, you'll hear me coming last because, hey, um, that's where the Blues think I deserve to be. Um, at the back of the queue. So um, here we go with the uh, with, with some, some, of the, some of the questions and answers from the uh, the, the presser earlier this earlier this afternoon. Leon Tolofalava to you, Aaron. Um, Leon to you. You've got, I think, it's either six or seven guys in your squad who played Blues under twenty last year. They wouldn't have had the great opportunities that they were hoping for throughout MPC. In short, they probably haven't had a lot of the quality game time that I'm sure you would prefer. What gives you confidence that that particular group inside your squad is going to be able to make multiple steps up to super rugby level? Yeah, well, it's, it's, the confidence comes from what we see on the training field. We can only, um, you know, we, we, we made a decision before Christmas when they were playing NPC that we had to to try and really invest in our younger players. And we were um, in small groups doing a lot, spent a lot of time trying to work on their skill set and, and um, their, their conditioning, et cetera, because we knew their time would come. <clears throat> and this is a good test. And right through the year, we pushed them at trainings, um, you know, to be better pros and train better and, and put the importance into the way they train. And that's that's all we can control. You know, um, we'd love to have had them playing NPC, um, but we just, you know, because of COVID, we didn't have that luxury. So um, their learning's been off the field a little bit. And 
Um, we were acutely aware that some of them haven't had a lot of game time, but how do you give them game time without giving them game time? You know, like how do you give them experience without giving them game time? And that's what we have to do. And we we back them and we've got a lot of confidence in them. Um, they work hard and they've just been hungry and they're hungry and desperate for this opportunity. So it's exciting for them. Um, interesting one there, Stephen, that's uh, yeah, well, about, about those, uh, the players um, who aren't getting, who, who, how the uh, how Super Rugby last year has been a big issue for um, some of the younger players, especially. Um, and I mean, and um, Aaron May just talks about some similar things about his squad, about teaching them how to be professionals, not just in training and on the pitch, but also in their lifestyle, getting enough sleep, eating properly, uh, being on time, all these sort of things. Um, it's a big learning curve for a lot of these young players, Stephen. Oh, it's very much so. And, and, and I suppose it'd be great to hear the chats that you've, uh, you know, obviously in and around you asked the question before about the strength of uh, of the, the Super Rugby competition at the moment. Of course, it had a massive, massive effect last year's NPC competition on both um, Auckland, Auckland Harbour and, and, and Counties Monaco. You know, a lot of these younger players that you are see coming in would have at least had a little bit of semi-professional experience um, up their sleeves. So you're all of a sudden they're thrown into this environment and they're going to have to learn really, really fast. Yeah, especially with these, uh, more specifically with them, um, they're having uh, six games in three weeks. So um, every single squad member should expect to get some game time. But anyway, let's uh, let's do the second question. This, the confidence comes from what we see on the training field. We can only... Um... You know, we, we, we made a decision before Christmas when they weren't playing NPC that we had to, to try and really invest in our younger players. And we were um, in small groups doing a lot, spending a lot of time trying to work on their skill set and, and um, their, their conditioning, etc. because we knew their time would come. <clears throat> and this is a good test. And right through the year, we pushed them at trainings, um, you know, to be better pros and train better and, and put the importance into the way they train. And that's, that's all we can control. You know, um, we'd love to have had them playing NPC, um, but we just... You know, because of COVID, we didn't have that luxury. So um, their learning's been off the field a little bit. And um, we were acutely aware that some of them haven't had a lot of game time. But how do you give them game time without giving them game time? You know, like how do you give them experience without giving them game time? And that's what we have to do. And we we back them and we've got a lot of confidence in them. Um, they work hard and they've just been hungry. And they're hungry and desperate for this opportunity. So it's exciting for them. Uh, you mentioned Jock McKenzie. He had a, a pretty good 20s last year. Um, Appreciate the the cricket scouting report. Can you tell us what you like about him as a as a first five? Um, smart, reads um, reads the game well. He's got a big left foot. Um, he's very brave. Um, like he runs his bronco time similar to that of Bowden, so he's he's fit and um, a natural leader. So you know he's again he's young. He hasn't played a lot of rugby at this level, but. Um, I think the way he's progressed up through the cricket would show his, te um, his temperaments um, to performs there. You know, he, he's pretty cool under pressure. So, um, yeah, it's a quick learning curve for him. He's straight out of the, like I said, out of the cricket nets into the into Super Rugby, which is pretty exciting. Hey, guys. I uh, hope you're both well. Um, Leon, you sorry, already sort of talked about Jock McKenzie a wee bit, um, but... Just on him, you know, he was playing for the New Zealand 11 cricket team or we'll naming that squad just a few weeks ago to play the Netherlands. Now he's coming in to make a Super Rugby debut. That's a pretty short turnaround to go from international cricket to Super Rugby um, debut within a couple of weeks or so. How's he sort of juggling those two codes and transitioning between the two? Yeah, big, big, 
challenge. You know, one of the things, first things we had to do was make sure he was contact ready, you know, because um, he was with us up till not that long ago, till Queenstown basically, and then he's been back into cricket. And um, so he was in cricket mode and then we had to bring him back in and, and he's he's been building up with us since, you know, um, Harry got his injury, which is a couple of weeks back. So he's had to learn quick, but he's a quick learner. And that's why he's successful at cricket and rugby, you know, and he's, he's got to where he is at a young age, mature head. So, um, yeah, it, it, it is, it's a great story. You know, like there's not many players that can sort of continue both at this level. Nowadays, you normally have to commit when you're sort of leaving school. And he's been able to keep both going up to a, a, long, a later age, which is probably sort of you're going back to Goldie's sort of um, age before you had somebody who's flip-flopping back between first-class cricket and rugby. So, yeah, it's a, it's a unique story. Yeah, Goldie, yeah, he's uh, uh, there being mentioned. Um, it's been a while since, I, well, I mean, that's, I, I remember him doing it when I was probably here in New Zealand. So it's probably, what, about five, seven years ago since the last uh, last player tried to do a bit of, uh, last rugby, tried to do a bit of cricket as well? Yeah, just just trying to just trying to think. Well, Gold Goldie was obviously Jeff Wilson was back in back in the mid mid nineties, early mid nineties. I think he played 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 cricket for New Zealand. But gee, I, just in recent times, I I can't think of anybody. But yeah, obviously he's he's an amazing talent, and he's a and he, and he's a fit talent. If he's running a Bronco that's just off Bowden Barrett Barrett's time, it's very impressive. I have seen uh, a little bit of uh, young Jock McKenzie. Running around for Grammar Tech in the Auckland Club competition, and we all saw a bit of him playing for the uh, Auckland. Uh, oh, sorry, beg your pardon, the Blues under twenties in in twenty twenty one. Yeah, obviously that Bronco time's very good. I mean, Bone Brown has a record for the Blues, but um, but um, Goldie's last uh, or the only T Twenty internationally played was in two thousand and five. So um, okay, so uh, fifteen years ago, wow. uh, maybe, but not yeah, not back, not quite to the nineties, but back to the oh, early yeah. early two thousands um, <laughs> at least. I was paying him a disservice there, so, but he, he sounds like <laughs> sounds like he actually waited till the back end of his of, of his career because I can remember him touring touring South Africa in uh, nineteen ninety six. I think he might have debuted for the All Blacks ninety three, ninety four. So obviously towards the latter part of his career that he represented. Well, I, the well, I think I think he did a bit at the beginning, a bit at the end because he did a he played plays one day internationals in nineteen ninety three, um, yeah. which is the year that the year that he debuted for the All Blacks as well. Uh, and then I think basically he dropped the cricket for a long time, and then uh, and then because he only had six one-day internationals in total, um, so he came back as you say just after he retired from from rugby to try and play a bit at the end of his at the end of his career. But um, yeah, he had to um, he had to as you say had to uh, yeah concentrate on one, and, and I guess um, Josh will have to do the same thing at some point. I, I do wonder if IPL was uh, around at that time if he would have stayed in cricket. True, the money would have been uh, yes, very different, isn't it? When you're talking about the IPL, that's for certain. Anyway, let's get back to uh, to, to to our questions. Uh, Aaron, if I may, just in terms of where you see your team at right now, compared to when you first got a hold of them, how would you describe the growth, your ability to take on the knowledge that you and the coaching team are trying to impart? Yeah, it's still really early days uh, for us. Like we're, the first time we were together as a team was January the 5th. And the, the key message for us has been around our consistency um, as professionals. So it's not just the stuff we do on the training field or can uh, present on game day. It's all the little things away from the training field. It's recovery, it's eating well, it's sleeping well, it's 
um, all those little things that enable the performance in the weekend, and, and we're getting lots of little wins at the moment with, with individuals. Um, a lot of our guys haven't been through uh, flash academies. Uh, they haven't been first choice, second choice, or even third choice players in other um, provincial unions or you know previous um, super rugby sites. A lot of our guys have um, literally come in around the, the club rugby scene or you know on the fringes of NPC. So we knew that was going to be a challenge, but I couldn't be any more proud of of this team. I couldn't be any more proud of the the staff that have just dug in and and given so much uh, wraparound support for our boys. So it's really exciting. I think that's why um, you saw the celebration on Friday when the final um, final try was scored. How much it meant from the work that's been put in. So uh, we're still uh, a team that's in early stages. Eh? We're still developing. There's still a wee way to go before we're consistently. Um, competing at the top with with the best teams so some comments there um actually i've frozen up so you might not be able to hear me yep yep it's still here yep excuse me um, um leon sorry i'm sorry to pause that and uh, yes yeah, so some comes there i guess uh some of those i mentioned already but some of those comments but people were in, in the live chat previously talking about um uh inconsistency within moana pacifica now you can probably understand why there is that inconsistency um, with that. Uh, Paul, I was going to say that's why at times I'm, I'm a little defensive when it comes to basically cr critiquing this team because, uh, you know, I obviously know the history of how they were put together. And, you know, as Aaron pretty much said, in, in some of their own NPC teams, they weren't even first, second or third choices. And even some of them struggle to make their either their provincial team so this is this is what you're working with so i, I think the coaching staff are, are to be complimented in terms of where they've got these guys to right now and uh, a player who perhaps miss who missed out on super rugby contracts but i think deserved one on his 2021 npc performances is um d'angelo luilia um, who we're going to see at 15 obviously um now with the fact that the one Pacific are having to do these six games in three weeks, this is giving players like him um, from that wider squad uh, an opportunity, which is great to see. Because I say, D'Angelo Luileo, probably if if he uh, if, if people he was being on people's radar, he would have got a super contract. But because he basically came from nowhere to lead Waikato to the uh, MPC title, uh, the uh, the Bunnings MPC title. Yeah, Bunnings, we we love you if you want to sponsor us. Um, the um, that, uh, that that's why he missed out but um yeah so I'm, I'm really interested to see him go at 15 um this weekend but uh, as i say 11 debutants tomorrow including a certain um solomoni kata to come off the bench um now there's uh, there's some 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 quality if uh, if raw quality uh steve oh definite firepower to come off the bench and we know what a uh, uh, a um uh, what a um, a threat uh, D'Angelo uh, Leo Ila can can be, especially with with ball in hand, and he's got a really really good skill set. Interestingly enough, I was talking to the Wanamata coach on on the weekend, who's who's also coached a lot of Auckland age group sides, and um, D'Angelo came up in a conversation, and he said, "Listen, always been a talented player, especially when he was Auckland. Probably just a little bit." You can probably accuse him of probably being a little bit of a, a lazy trainer, but getting out of Auckland, I think, has probably been a good thing. 
um, for this um, oh, this this first, this first five of first five and fullback of immense talent. We got bite-sized uh, bits of that during last year's Bunnings NPC. There's me mentioning Bunnings again, Paul, for you. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, super excited, and of course, Cutter. We know the power that he brings off the bench. Now the Blues also had a lot of changes for this game, uh, including a change of captain with Luke Romano um, as captain. As you're about to hear, he's perhaps the uh, most experienced, inexperienced captain you're um, you're ever going to see. Um, so, how great that Luke Romano, such an experienced person, can take over the captaincy in a Blues jersey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look, his experience is critical. We've got a lot of young young guys, obviously, and um, we want to build. We wanted to build some some good experience and try and scatter it through where we could. And um, you know, um, you don't get more experience than thirty plus year old Luke who's played a thousand games. Um, I had asked him if he'd captain before, and he said he had once, and he ended up with a yellow card. So I said that's that's got to change <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> Um, but look, he's been really good, and we get you know happy to give him the role because of the way he's, he's fitted into our group this year and added and, and wrapped his wing around a lot of our younger players anyway. So it's a natural fit for him. Um, so yeah, a proud moment for him. And uh, Leon, you mentioned there that um, your captain's not had captaincy experience before. Uh, some interesting decisions by the Hurricanes not not kicking three and going to the corner. Have you will you, have you discussed that with him about? Uh, Kind of decisions around three because that'll be a, a big part obviously for the captain and what's the rest of your game plan leon yeah i was gonna say <laughs> uh, we've talked we've talked about a lot of things like that around around decision making game plan stuff um and and stevie's been there as well stephen perifetta and and um you know we we knew that stevie was going to be playing this game that's why we had to take a bit of caution with him in the weekend to give him the opportunity to drive the game around so he's going to be a big game driver and luke's Although he hasn't captained a lot, he's been around a lot of very, very successful captains. He's been under Richie for a long time. Um, you know, Sam Whitelock and Kieran Reid, etc. So um, I don't think he's going to be anything like those guys, but he's definitely probably learned a lot from them. Um, he, he'll be his own person and, and lead his own way. And um, a little bit like what Aaron was talking about, it's it's not about one man, it's about a group, you know, a group of men that are going to help uh, make the decisions and lead the way. And, and that's what you want. We want... We want to be developing underneath um, guys like Luke as he leaves New Zealand rugby. He needs to be, um, you know, leaving some lessons behind for the younger guys to pick up on, and hopefully he can. Um, it's an opportunity for him to do that tomorrow. Great, thanks, guys, and look forward to uh, being at the game tomorrow night. Paul, cool. you do wonder if um, if uh, Leon's uh, got some uh, tactical information on the whiteboard back there that he perhaps should have <laughs> this video. I'm not sure, but um, there we go. Um, so, yeah, so apparently Luke Romano, who's only ever captained once, got a yellow card. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. goes I, think I, I think I might remember that, actually. <laughs> might, that, might, that may have been against Bayer, that may have been against Bayer Plenty a couple of, couple of seasons ago down in Tauranga. <laughs> he captained the side and got a yellow card. Oh, crazy. So, yeah, so some interesting ones there. And uh, you can probably tell I've, I've edited the order of the questions around because that wasn't those, those questions weren't back-to-back, -back, but... Um, um, but, but yes, sir. nice to have a little bit of banter between the uh, between the head coaches as well um, on on that one. But uh, yeah, interesting one there that's uh, about Luke Romano. Uh, and look, all the best questions. Um, that video will be going up uh, on patreoncom slash um, Sport Radio for my supporters. Uh, if you want to watch it separately, if you just caught a bit of a bit of it there. So, um, and uh, I'll also be putting up 
uh, basically a medley of, well, the, all the best bits from the post-match uh, interviews um, as well after um, the game um, for that one. Uh, I'm looking at doing it, uh, sort of cutting the editing them together rather than putting up all individual, the full individual ones um, as I've done uh, perhaps previously. So hopefully you guys um, will enjoy um, those that I've, uh, that, that, I've um, uh, that I've been putting up. Um, so yes, excited for um, tomorrow night, Stephen. If you'd asked, if you'd asked me probably about a week ago, I would have said, hmm, yeah, yeah curious, more more curious than anything else. But all of a sudden, this game has got something on it. You know, both both sides are. I think they're they're virtually maybe a little bit in the same boat. You still you would extend, still expect the the Blues to to get across the line. But I listen. I think this minor Pacifica team. They're going to be running on a on a little bit of confidence at the moment. Um, whether it's going to be enough, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm still picking the Blues to win, but boy, I'm, I'm reluctant to sort of go over the go over the sort of ten to 15, 15 point mark. Maybe maybe around about fifteen might be a comfortable uh, maybe a comfortable place to start. I, as as you say. Um... The, it, it, it is going to be a comfortable couple of scores win um, for, for for the Blues. I think in this one, um, yes, uh, there's 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 been a lot of changes. But if you look at the um, the Blues side, Hodgman, Riccatelli, Luolala, Romano. I mean, there's a lot of Super Rugby caps there. Darry uh, has been playing well. Plumtree, Choate, Segner. Okay, so perhaps a bit of a inexperienced um, loose trio there. Um, Funakai and Perifeta are the uh, the halfbacks. Then with uh, Talia and Tua in the centres and Lam, Talia and Ratamutikiva, uh, uh, Niepkins um, at uh, full back. So, um, look, yes, there are some debit- there are some inexperienced players in there, um, but there's also uh, experienced players. When you've got Carl Twin of Caffey coming off the bench the first time um, as well, uh, look, um, yes, they're, they're, um, uh, they're, the depth um, is definitely being tested. Um, but um, I would say that uh, they have got more experience definitely in there and should, it should see them home um, in uh, in this game. Um, what's going to be really interesting is can Perifeta basically play a full game of, at 10 in this game and again on Saturday, or will we be seeing that young guy uh, who was playing cricket two weeks ago um, some, uh, be starting for the Blues um, at the weekend, which gives, gives you an idea as to how thin um, a lot of these squads can be, and how much this um, COVID and uh, short turnarounds is causing them problems. Um, and look, at the end of the day, player welfare is not coming first. Let's be blunt, but it has to be taken into account as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I agree, Paul. Couple of something, couple of things I just picked up on. Boy, look, both both benches. There's a bit of strength to come off the. I see Lolangi Vicenia, who we haven't. We haven't spotted uh, running around for Moana Pacifica. He's coming off the bench as well. And um, I'm really surprised Alex McRobbie is coming off the bench. I actually thought he would have got a start, um, given that he played so well off the bench in the in the previous game. But you also look at the Blues. They've got some good young players, the likes of Corey Evans, um, Ikuasi, who we saw a little bit at the beginning of the NPC last year before basically Auckland and Auckland Harbour and Counties uh, Monaco's season were, were pretty much uh, uh, put aside by uh, COVID, cutting them off. But 
yeah, looking forward to Paul. Should be an exciting night. I hope you have a great night while you're there. Yeah, now look, one of the questions here around this one was, um, are um, Hoskins Tutu and Dalton Gapilehi injured? Because they're not, they've not been named. No, they're just knackered after playing the weekend and hence they're being rested because you can't expect players to keep playing back to back. Um, uh, and that was just something that we also heard um, from one of the teams in the MPC, uh, sorry, in the, um, the MPC, in the um, Super Rugby Alpaki, um, was that, um, yeah, that the, the, uh, they perhaps didn't, they underestimated how much effort it took to do short turnaround games. Um, so we, we, we and uh, there was also that, um, there was another player, uh, I'm trying to think which, uh, which, which post-match it was now, that again, was was uh, uh, Hamilton Burr? Why was Hamilton Burr not a, not not putting one on side? Basically, it was like, look, he's not, he's not been playing any rugby because there's no club rugby, and he's suddenly been asked. To, he's suddenly started a Super Rugby game. He's knackered. He needs a weekend off. <laughs> so again, the uh, just because you see a player missing doesn't mean it's because they've they're actually cropped. It can just be they're tired and that they need to they just haven't had enough time to recuperate for the next game, um, folks. Cool. I think that does us, sir. Yes, I think we're done. <laughs> I think we are. So, folks, don't forget, um, I'll be at the game tomorrow night. So, do uh, join me on Twitter at Driving More um, for join the game. And I say afterwards, uh, it will be on uh, Wednesday um, morning sometime. I will be uh, patching it together um, the uh, post match interviews and putting that out onto uh, New Zealand, onto, onto patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio. Uh, and uh, um, the uh, obviously in the preview, that video is going up onto uh, on there as well. So, folks, head over there, become a supporter. Um, help me out uh, with some petrol fees. Now, admittedly, petrol has come down in price, so it's a bit more affordable. But still, um, it's uh, it's not cheap getting to all these games. And uh, Stephen, hope to see you soon. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, guys. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to Detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 